Live from Miami, Florida, thefoodie.com presents WTF, Where's the Food? With your host, Nick. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? It is Nick, and welcome to another episode of WTF, Where's the Food? This would be episode number 26. Now, before we dive into episode number 26, because it's a good one, you can follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and most importantly, Instagram, at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Of course, an amazing website awaits you, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com, or you put thefoodie.com, the foodie without the I, you'll get there as well. You can subscribe and download wherever you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave me a review on there as well. And always remember, full episodes of WTF Where the Food are now available at thefoodie.com on the episode rundown. So click on the episode, get all the links and pictures and menus, everything we talk about on the episode, it's up there for you. Plus, you can listen to that episode on the site as well. So let's get down into episode number 26. Going to talk to Chef John Credish. He's the chef de cuisine at the Alley at the Betsy Hotel in Miami Beach. Going to talk to him about his Italian background, how he never even thought he would become a chef or be a chef today. Um, Also, the Alley, great restaurant, great spot, literally on the Alley, like the name suggests, is kicking off a new bottomless brunch. I'll ask him what we could expect on the menu. And, of course, I want to know, how he would compare the Italian food found here in the States to the food found in Italy. And, of course, so much more to the conversation. Also going to do food news. Olive Garden has a new pasta dish that is just huge. And uh, Pop-Tarts is bringing back a crowd favorite. And uh, everyone is doing fries nowadays, right? Well, Dunkin' Donuts is about to jump in the fry game as well. And so much more, plus the food point of the week this week from at Fat Girl Hedonist. And, of course, the cocktail of the week brought to you by my friends, over at Spirited Miami. Now, before we jump into episode number 26, I want to stop down for a second and let you guys know that if you're looking for a great South Florida event that is at all the proceeds go to a great cause, you need to check out South Florida's Taste of the Nation for No Kid Hungry. It's happening April 27th at Ice Palace Film Studio in Miami. I'm hosting the event for the second time this year. I'm honored. It is an amazing event. One of my favorite events all Year And if you haven't heard, South Florida's Taste of the Nation for No Kid Hungry is the nation's premier culinary benefit featuring top chefs, wineries, and mixologists all coming together for a great cause, which is to end childhood hunger. And tickets are on sale right now, and anybody from anybody in the South Florida culinary community, restaurants, chefs, they will be there. The full list, I have it for you right now, thefoodie.com. You can check it out and also buy tickets on there. It's going to be an amazing event. You want to be there. South Florida's Taste of the Nation happening April 27th at Ice Palace Film Studios. I hope to see you guys there. Switching gears, you guys ready to kick off episode number 26? Well, let's jump into my conversation with Chef John Credish from the Alley at the Betsy Hotel. Chef John Credish. Did I say it right? Or yes, did you did. It? Did I butcher it? No, you didn't. All right, That's it. John, John Credish. Th- th- thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So you are the chef de cuisine from the alley at the Betsy Hotel. And before we talk about the alley, everything there is about the alley, I want to talk about kind of your journey, how you became a chef, kind of how you came to Miami, all that fun stuff. So you've been in the kitchen for how long? You've been since you're growing up, right? Growing up, you've always been in the kitchen. Yeah, I've always been in the kitchen. I come from a um, half my, you know, my mother's side of the family is Italian. So I've just always 
you know, you guys are my grandmother's cooking. always been babysitting me when my parents were at work. And, uh-huh. uh, I just always had my hands in food. So, I didn't... so cooking was something always uh, that you grew up with, something that always come natural to you. Yes, absolutely. Do you do you have a favorite food memory or favorite dish that your your grandma would always make growing up? Um, we'd make Italian pretzels. What's uh, that? They're um they're called tartali. Okay. Or torelli, I forget now <laughs> in, in Italian, but they're basically a, um, a pretzel that's made with flour, water, some white wine, and fennel seeds. That's something we'd make all the time, and I, like you know, we, it was time consuming, especially if it was snowing out. It was just a rainy day. We'd make those, or uh, we'd also make brajol. What's that? Brajol. Well, that is a uh, it's an Italian meat roll. Basically, you take any type of pork or beef and you pound it really thin, as mm-hmm. thin as you could get it, and then you just stuff it with whatever. And you you roll it up. Sounds amazing. Yeah, you roll it and, up and and braise it. And I and I read in your your bio that um you used to have a garden. Your grandfather used to have a garden. Yes. While your grandma would cook, what what kind of things were grown in the garden? Uh, we grew tomatoes, of course. Okay. It wouldn't be in a, you know, in a <laughs> Italian house. Without tomatoes, didn't have okay. tomatoes, herbs, zucchini. Uh, we had fig trees, the fig trees that my grandfather brought over from Italy. So, uh, a lot of the cooking involved, uh, you know, whatever we had in the yard. And all this was in New York, right? Yeah, it is in Queens. In the Queens. The border of Queens and Brooklyn. And how often you would, event? I would imagine you would go to Italy, right? Like Yes, yes. How often would you travel back in? in um, I try to go back every year. I'm actually going uh, in June. So you still do this? Yes. Oh, yeah. Try to keep it alive. And, and what parts of Italy do you go, like when, when, when you used to travel and when you go now? Well, funny you should mention it. All my life I've been going to the north. Okay. To, Florence, mm-hmm. Rome, Milan, and I've always been told by my family, like, <laughs> stay away from the southern part of Italy where you're from. Uh-huh. You know, it's, you know, not as nice, <laughs> and, you know, you don't want to get stuck with the family down there uh-huh. and, you know, having a, uh-huh. you know, Maybe. gifts yeah, exactly. and all okay. that stuff. But uh, this year I'm embracing it, and okay. I'm, I'm going to – dive deep in and I'm going to go stay with family and I'm going to wow. just learn so to see. How, how long has it been since you've gone to the, that, that part? That part, it's 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. So what are you kind of expecting when you get there? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't remember, you know, when I was there, I don't remember everything. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually, this time I'm looking, you know, I'd always, you know, between my teens, I want to party and <laughs> hang out. And now, now I want to go back and see where I'm from. You know, my, my history goes way back with my, you know, great, great grandparents. We could, they were cheese, uh, I don't know what you would call it, cheese farmers okay, or cheese ranchers. I get what you mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, um, they made cheese. And uh, one of my cousins is going to show me where, uh, you know, where my great-grandfather grew up and made made his bones. Oh, wow. Uh, making and selling cheese. That's awesome. Yeah. And what what's your favorite, uh, I guess, city or town in Italy? Like when you, you know. I love, I love Florence. Florence? Florence is, I just. And you went to culinary school in Florence. Yes, yes, I did. So tell me, how was that whole experience? Um, well, I was actually just there for my uh, bachelor's for my study abroad. Okay. So it wasn't fully culinary. I took culinary courses, but I didn't, uh, you know, earn a degree mm-hmm. in culinary arts. There, it was for communications, okay, and advertising. Okay, <laughs> funny enough. But uh, uh, yeah, I just the town reminded me. It was a very easy to. Transition coming from New York City. Okay, uh, it was just everything is kind of jam packed mm-hmm. together. You could walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could come downstairs from my apartment and you know get wine, get 
you know, bread, you know, whatever I needed was very accessible. Okay. Whereas I feel like Florida or Miami is more like Rome. Or definitely a, a like Rome. town. <laughs> yeah. You, you did the thing. So did you always know that you wanted to, to be a chef? Um, I guess deep down, not to sound corny, I did. Uh, but you didn't pursue it ever. Yeah, I mean, I always, you know, when I was in advertising, you know, I was getting paid for it and working nine to five, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday. And I have, uh, I had a couple buddies that had restaurants. And on the weekends, I'd help them, I'd help them at their restaurants for free. Okay. And then I realized, you know, one, one day I'm like in a basement where I can't even stand up straight <laughs> making gnocchi at a table. Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And I realized, you know, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. I'm working for free here. And enjoying and it enjoying more exactly. than sitting in front of a computer in an mm-hmm. advertising agency. And at that point, just everything kind of came together. And I, you know, just picked, I quit, I picked up and came to Miami. And you came to Miami. So this is your second time coming to Miami, right? Uh, yes, this is my second. So when you came ta- the first time, what'd you do down here? Uh, I worked at the W Hotel at the okay. Dutch Miami. Okay. Under uh, Chef Andrew Carmelini. And how was that? Uh, it was great. It was a great experience. Uh, I learned a lot, and uh, I got lucky enough. I was there for almost four years, and uh, I got lucky enough to get invited back to New York. So move back to New York. Move back to New York. Opened up uh, another hotel and group of restaurants in uh, in Brooklyn for Andrew Carmelini. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after being there, sh- making a long story short, like after being there for a year, I realized how much I think I've outgrown New York. Or okay. You know, and I just miss the warm weather. I miss the lifestyle. Because a lot of chefs are like, I want to get to New York. I want to get to yeah. the point. No. You were there. You <laughs> yeah, no. for a little bit, and then you're like, no. Yeah, I just, I, I love the quality of life I have here. I mean, I, I wake up and I go to the beach before I go to work. It's, That's awesome. You know, I mean, you can't say me, that you can do that everywhere. It keeps me grounded. Yeah, I just, I wake up, I go to the beach even for an hour, two hours, and then come to work. So you end up and. here, you end up here <laughs> in Miami, and uh, you work for the alley now. Yes. Um, you're chef de cuisine. So for the people that haven't heard of the alley or never been, tell tell everybody, kind of describe it to them. How would you describe it to them? Um, well, first of all, it is uh, an idea that came from Laurent Torrendel. He's uh, my uh, executive chef in New York, mm-hmm. and uh, he's the mastermind behind it all. Um, the pizza dough is actually his recipe that he uses at uh, Lamico in New York City. Okay. And the dough is just amazing. Like, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's crispy. It's, it's just the right balance of water and flour, and that's what, you know. Would you say that's what makes the alley so great? Yeah, it's the, the pizza, and, the you know, we make the pastas all handmade every single day. Now, like the name of the restaurant says, it's literally on an alley. Yeah, so, original, isn't it? But. So it's <laughs> I mean, not a lot of people do that. It's a great yeah. play on it. So. I would kind of consider it, it's kind of like a hidden gem in a sense because not a lot of people know about it or people are starting to just find out about this place. Yeah. And I would say when you walk in front of the hotel, you really don't know it's there. Yeah, I, I love that idea. Literally Especially, the alley. You know, coming, you know, you know, as a New Yorker, that's, you know, what everyone, every yeah, restaurant like a, tour strives for. An al- easy, yeah, an know? alley, an alley, you know, uh-huh. venue. Um and it has this vibe. You either, you know, I feel kind of like I'm in, you know, New York in this hidden, in this hidden gem in an alley, or in Italy. It definitely has a feel if you look down the alley when you're in the restaurant. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this whole other world going on back there. You know, you're, all kinds of characters. You know, <laughs> every sort from. And does the alley have anything new on the horizon coming up? Uh, yes. Uh, a couple things. Well, we're starting. Um, you know, right now we were just doing since we opened. Uh. We've been working on just, you know, P 
pizzas, pastas, salads, some hot and cold apps, and now we're adding uh, entrees to the mix. Okay. We're going to have- What's uh, your favorite so far that's made the final menu? Final menu, we have going to have a grilled bronzino. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to have a, a boned out half chicken uh, a la plancha, okay. which is going to be uh, served with uh, Calabrian salsa verde. Uh, we're also going to have a uh, skirt steak, uh, a grilled skirt steak. We didn't really figure out uh, but it's there. what we're doing with it, but it's all in development, and uh, we'll have it within the next couple of weeks. And you know Miami loves brunch. You guys are launching brunch this weekend. Yes, right? this weekend brunch from 1130 to 2. Uh, we're going to be launching a bottomless brunch. Bottomless. Yes. People love bottomless. I mean, who, who doesn't? You know? <laughs> so, and yep. what, what, what? I know you guys have brunch already. So yes. you're just adding the bottomless part of it. Yes. So, so what's what's your favorite brunch item right now? Right now, I'd have to say the uh, um, the everything bagel pizza. The everything bagel pizza. Yes. So it's uh, you know it's not like made every with that New Yorker Joe's gets. seasoning, right? No, it's, it, no, 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 no. <laughs> we make it in house. And you know all the you know all the aromatics are toasted and the seeds are toasted and we uh we basically make an everything bagel with salmon cream cheese, um, all on a pizza. Sounds incredible. So yeah, it's got watercress, capers, lemon, red onion, everything to make you feel like you're right back at home <laughs> in uh, Manhattan. And uh, do you have a favorite item on the menu on the regular menu? Uh, any of the pastas. My yeah. favorite is the. Uh, Seafood saffron strachi, which is uh, you know um, handmade, uh, rolled out noodles, uh, cut very rustic, no mm-hmm. no particular shape other than strachi, which uh-huh. means rags in Italian. Okay, and uh, the dough is uh, infused with saffron that okay. we actually um, knead into the dough. Okay, and uh, then that's served with we make a, a crab stock or crab brodo. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's tossed with all kinds of seafood. And I, I, I can't tell you this week what type of seafood it is. This is whatever's fresh, whatever's local. And, and that's a great uh, part about living down here. Yeah. We'll, we'll just grab, you know, if this week the, uh, the fishmonger says we have uh, a fresh calamari or, or um, stone crab, you know, we'll incorporate that. Into, okay. And your, into your the favorite dish. pizza on the menu? Favorite pizza? Uh, the San Marzano, which is basically, basically a classic, mm-hmm. a classic uh, margarita. Uh, it's something I never get tired of. I mean, I've eaten my weight probably in pepperoni pizzas <laughs> and mushroom pizzas, but for some reason, the San Marzano, it's it's just a classic pizza. Now, you've traveled to Italy quite often, right? Yes. Um, so how would you compare the Italian food that's found in Italy to the ones found here in the States? Um, what's the difference? There's a the lot. The difference is you're in Italy when you're eating. <laughs> when you're eating but it doesn't taste food. the same. I feel like it's mental. I I really do feel like part of it is where you're at. I mean, of course, like you know, when the farms are that close, and there's there's a certain you know aspect where you know you're right. Like the the, the quality and the ingredients mm-hmm. is superior. But I you know in our time right now, everyone everyone's making their own cheese. Everyone's making mm-hmm. their own pasta. So I mean, we're getting closer to that. We're definitely getting closer. Now, besides the alley being an amazing restaurant, what are some of your other favorites down here in Miami? I do love LT Steak, steak and seafood. It's <laughs> when I want a steak, I definitely go there. Okay. I, mean, uh, I guess I'll have to disclose it's on the property <laughs> of the Betsy Hotel. But it's okay, you can enjoy it just as much as anything. I else. mean, you know, I dare you to you know say otherwise. But the the sushi there is incredible. Okay. It's it's really really good. 
I do not get tired of eating it, and it's just fresh. Everything's very fresh. Now, you spend time in the kitchen. You make the pastas, pizzas, all that stuff. Do you like to enjoy Italian food, like outside of the restaurant? Um, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no? I, eat, I feel like I eat my share of pasta at work. Okay. So um, when I'm out of work, I my real passion, other than Italian food, is Asian food. I love Asian food. So would you ever mm-hmm. consider becoming some kind of chef involved with Asian food? Um. Have you ever thought about that? Yes, I, I've thought about it often, but I don't know if I'd want to put those two together. <laughs> I just love them for what they are. I mean, I guess, you know, certain things, the style of cooking that I that I know, which is Italian, I'll, I'll make stir fries and whatnot at home, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'm bringing, I'm not thinking about it, but bringing an Italian mm-hmm. Without even flair just... to it or, you know, uh, technique. Because it's kind of what you know, you, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's noodles. You know, when I'm doing like Asian noodles or, you know, Chinese, you know, and, you know, I won't use Asian uh, chilies. I'll use Calabrian Italian chilies because that's what I have in my fridge. Okay. But, um, yeah, big, big, <laughs> that's what I miss about New York is uh, Asian food. So I love to ask chefs this question. Let's say tonight, hypothetically, you're leaving the alley, right? I'm not saying you're working tonight, just if you are. Yeah. You're leaving, you find a $10 million lottery ticket outside on the okay. floor. What's the first thing you do? Throw my phone out. Throw your phone out? Yes. Break it. Okay. Yeah. Why is that? That's the first thing that came to mind, so all my friends can't start calling me. <laughs> Second, call a lawyer. Okay. And then third, go travel, right? Isn't that a no-brainer? I know, but, but so you would you would you quit? Or just take an extended leave? I take an extended leave. Extended leave? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. The Betsy, the, the guys at the Betsy, they, they treat me very well. I couldn't imagine uh, just quitting on them like that. I mean, it's $10 million. I don't million have that kind though. of worth ethic. <laughs> I don't know. $10 million, How far does that take you these days? I mean, depends. I think how you need much to change the spend. question. You it depends how much you're going to spend. You Fifty can, million. If you're going to go travel, you can ball out and go nuts, and it's gone in a second. Yeah, no, no, I'm frugal. No, 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 <laughs> I'll stretch it out. <laughs> now, is there a food trend right now that you would love to just go away? Microgreens. Micro, you hate them. I hate them. I hate <laughs> them. They don't taste like what they're supposed to taste like. They're so not vibrant. So you're a not micro a- piece of basil tastes nothing as strong and and beautiful and summery and pungent as a regular so you're not a tweezers kind of guy um you know for the right application i (laughs) have i have them i have them in my knife roll i got it and i use them very rarely (laughs) (laughs) for pasta (laughs) so where do you see yourself in the next maybe five ten years um five ten years yeah um possibly owning my own small restaurant or the easier route would probably be be a corporate chef. Or like corporate chef. Do you yeah. see yourself staying down here in Miami, or would you want to go back to New York? Um, New or maybe Italy. Italy. Now, now you're talking. Uh, <laughs> New York. I don't think so. I like to. I, I. I think I've realized after my. You know, after my second stint, that uh, I'd like to visit New York and live in Miami rather than vice versa. Got it. So, um, yeah, maybe somewhere else other than New York. Well, Chef, thank you for coming on the show. Tell people how they can follow you and check out the restaurant. You could follow me at uh, Brashol on Instagram.com <laughs> and at The Alley. You can check us out on Instagram at The Alley.
And a big thanks to Chef John Credish for coming on the show. Make sure you check him out at the alley. And before we jump into some food news, let's get a word from one of our new sponsors that I love, BurgerFi. So if you don't know already, Earth Day is happening on April 22nd. And this year, all participating South Florida BurgerFi locations from Miami Beach to Sunrise to Palm Beach County, even my friends in the Treasure Coast, BurgerFi is offering a $5 VeggieFi burger. This VeggieFi burger features a crispy quinoa with a pure-cut veggie burger, white cheddar cheese, lettuce, tomato, and BurgerFi sauce on a multi-grain bun, or you know what, have it green style. BurgerFi is also offering a $5 Beyond Burger, which is a plant-based burger with 20 grams of protein that features a single Beyond Meat patty topped with pickles, onions, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup, and American cheese. Now, if you love that traditional beef burger, you're going to love this Beyond Burger. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Now, both of these burgers will only be available on April 22nd. That would be Earth Day. And if you did not know, BurgerFi is the first national burger chain to carry the Beyond Burger. And on Earth Day, with any burger purchase, guests will receive a free plantable burger coaster that guests can plant at home to grow their own lettuce and tomato, which is amazing. Now, remember, both the VeggieFi Burger and the Beyond Burger are only going to be $5 each on Earth Day, April 22nd. Now, for more information on both burgers, go to BurgerFi.com and make sure you head to your local BurgerFi on Earth Day, April 22nd. I mean, don't forget April 22nd, Earth Day, to get your $5 VeggieFi Burger or the $5 Beyond Burger. BurgerFi. And now let's jump straight into some food news. Now, we all love pasta, right? Well, Olive Garden has a new pasta dish, and it comes with a giant 12-ounce meatball. Now, this dish is a four-cheese manicotti with a 12-ounce meatball. Now, 12 ounces is equivalent to six tennis balls, people. This is a limited menu item, and it's available now through May 27th. Now, Target has released a new $5 Rosé, and people are going absolutely nuts for it. Now, Target has released their $5 bottle of California Roots Rosé, and according to Target, the $5 Rosé will have notes of fresh berry and citrus. Now, McDonald's has added a new garlic white cheddar sandwich to its menu. It comes with garlic aioli, garlic chips, white cheddar cheese, tomato, lettuce, and your choice of protein. Now, for protein, you can get either the crispy chicken, the grilled chicken, or a quarter pounder all-beef patty. In other news, breakfast sandwiches at McDonald's are two for $4 for a limited time. And this is really exciting. Uh, Whole Foods will soon offer Amazon Prime member discounts. Now, according to CNBC, a few stores in Austin, Texas, have already put out signs showing a 10% discount being offered to Prime members. Now, the sign says to look out for items with yellow signs, and you would get those items at a 10% discount. No word when this is going to go nationwide, but it could happen very soon. Now, Pop-Tarts is bringing back the Splits with a new name and flavor combo. If you remember a couple years ago, Pop-Tarts released a two-in-one flavor Pop-Tart called the Pop-Tart Splits. Well, they're getting ready to release these again, but they have a new name, and it's called the Pop-Tarts Mashups. Now, these will be out later this spring and will launch with a sugar cookie and brownie batter as the first mashup flavor. These also will be a limited edition item. 
Now, donut fries could be coming to a Dunkin' Donuts near you. If you're wondering, what are donut fries really? Well, they're exactly what they sound like. Small pieces of donut made to look like fries covered in cinnamon sugar. Now, these are part of the new $2 snacking menu that Dunkin' is currently testing. And they're currently testing these in the Boston area. So if you're in the Boston area, enjoy some donut fries. Now, Icebreakers Gum has a new gum flavor. This new gum flavor is coming to stores later this month for a limited time, and the new flavor is called Summer Snow Cone. Each piece is covered in edible glitter and is said to taste like a cherry snow cone, and it sounds like the perfect summer treat to me. Denny's has created a new Star Wars-themed menu for the new Han Solo movie. The new movie won't be out until May 25th, but Denny's has added some new menu items to celebrate the film. The new menu features items like the co-reactor pancakes, which are pancakes topped with strawberry sauce, fresh strawberries, whipped cream, and crystal crunch rocks, and the Blaster Fire Burger, which is a burger featuring chipotle gouda cheese, bacon, and a spicy ghost pepper sauce. There are a few more menu items on the menu, and this new menu is now available through June 26. Now, Krispy Kreme Donuts is added again. This time, they're releasing a Nutter Butter Cookie Twist Donut, which is an original glazed twist that is dipped in peanut butter icing, topped with Nutter Butter Cookie Pieces, and drizzled with peanut butter icing. Along with the Nutter Butter Cookie Twist Donut, they're releasing the Chips Ahoy Cookie Donut, which is an unglazed shell filled with a cookie dough cream dipped in dark chocolate topped with Chips Ahoy Cookie Pieces, as well as a mini Chips Ahoy Cookie. And last but not least, let's not forget, they're also releasing Oreo Cookies and Cream Donut, which is an unglazed shell filled with an Oreo Cookies Cream filling dipped in dark chocolate icing topped with Oreo Cookie Pieces and a glossy white drizzle. All these donuts are available right now. And that's all the food news for this week. Speaking of food news, I'm bringing it to life on Instagram stories every single Wednesday. You can check it out and see it for yourself. See pictures, all that fun stuff. WTF's food news on Instagram story at the foodie each and every Wednesday. Now let's jump into the food porn of the week. This week coming to us from at that girl hedonist. Make sure you give her a follow. She's amazing. And she posted two slices of pizza from Steve's Pizza in Miami. It's a pepperoni slice and a cheese slice. It just looks so damn good. You know, that greasy pizza that you just love just looks so amazing. Just pure deliciousness. I could literally eat the screen looking at these pizza slices. You can see it for yourself on Instagram right now at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Of course, if you see some food porn you think I should highlight every week on an episode, Make sure to tag me, and I'll feature it on an upcoming episode. And now the cocktail of the week brought to you by my friends over at Spirited Miami, and they posted a multi-floor meal smash from Sugarcane Raw Bar and Grill in Dumbo, Brooklyn. It contains frozen white rum, Montenegro Amaro, ginger beer, cherry syrup, and thyme. Now, if you didn't know, Sugarcane also has a location in Miami in the Midtown area, and what I'm saying is this drink needs to come to Miami. It's beautiful, the perfect summer drink to hang out by the pool, Sugarcane in Miami, you need to bring the Monteflor Mule Smash from your Brooklyn location to Miami is all I'm saying. See the photo for yourself on Instagram right now at the foodie. And that's going to wrap up episode number 26. A big thank you to every one of you for listening each and every week. You can subscribe and download to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. And if you do listen to WTF Where's the Food on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave me a review there. Of course, you can follow me at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E, Twitter, Facebook, and most importantly, Instagram. And you can also listen to full episodes of WTF Words Food on thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com, 
or thefoodie.com without the I, the foodie without the I. We got a big episode coming up next week, episode number 27. I'll post a picture on Instagram sometime this week and give you a clue who is going to be on episode number 27. Thank you again for listening to WTF Words Food. My name is Nick. And always remember to hashtag never stop eating.